for Monday, June 20, the 171st day of 2022. There are 194 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through in the know at K105 on Litchfield Country Station, 1039 Moose, live online at K105.com, via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. We'll have the water cooler question, and we'll get ready for uh, the heat wave clock to be reset. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on in the no Settling in to my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. It's my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's the... Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? It's Monday. It's Monday? Yeah. Mach 10? Yeah, probably. Mach 10 with your hair on Mm -hmm. fire? Okay, that's good. Um, You are a big fan of home remedies. You like, uh, whether it's making your own laundry detergent or what, I mean, Mm -hmm. no matter what it is, I've run across one that may help us with young Miss Alea. She has a tendency to be itchy these days from bug bites and scrapes and things like that. Mm -hmm. If bug bites are driving you crazy, use mouthwash. Putting mouthwash on bug bites has a calming effect that instantly reduces the need to scratch. Well, I think you could do that if you've not scratched the the top of it off. Otherwise, it's going to sting like nobody's business. Yeah. Well, you probably will decide to not itch them or scratch them anymore because they'll be uh, they'll be out. But yeah, don't put Listerine on there. That could be that could be even worse. You know, that's what uh, can get you. Go yeah. He is the five-time winner of the Coveted Ohio News Hawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee covering every corner of the globe, London, Budapest, Rio, Tokyo, and even Litchfield. He's Sam Gormley. And the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? Not too bad. I noticed that your countdown to summer clock is about to expire. Tomorrow? Yeah, are you ready for the arrival of summer tomorrow? I think it came last week. Well, I mean, but technically, we'll get your we'll get your your solstice uh, tomorrow. What, the longest day of the what year time? will be tomorrow. Um, well, all day, all day well, is the longest it, day of well, the year. Do, isn't there like an official time where it officially sets in? Yeah, I think isn't it's going to be. Uh, I think it'll be in the AM hours. I'll look that up. But tomorrow is the first full day of summer. Uh, well, it's the first first day of summer. It will arrive. I guess Wednesday will be the first full day. And if your if your favorite, see if this is true about you, Sam. If summer is your favorite season, it reveals is summer your favorite season. I'd probably go spring. Okay, summer reveals if it's uh, something may reveal about your personality. Summer fans love getting out and living an active lifestyle. Four fourteen a.m. describes you to a T. The warm months of summer are time to travel, enjoy the outdoors. You probably tend to be on the outgoing, extroverted side, and probably likely describe you as upbeat, personable, and assertive. The older I get, the more I love spring, but I've always been a summer person. I've always loved summer. Summer meant, you know, nights at the ballpark, you know, playing Little Uh League, playing whatever. It was going to the lake. It was, you know, staying at your grandparents' pool all day. But for me, I have a summer birthday. So, like, a a July 29th birthday means the whole month of July, right, kicks off with, you know, well, you had to suffer through your cousin Tyler's birthday on the 1st. And so he got all the glory, you know, like on the first day of the month. Then you got 4th of July, and then that just builds up. Now, you know, I had to share, you know, had to share a birthday 
celebration with my cousin Rachel. Hers is on the twenty eighth. But but until she was born, I just had it pretty much all to my all to myself. But that's one of the things I like about summer. It's birthday month for me. Yeah, See, I, I, guess I like summer. summer spring birthday. So, I don't like summer, but I, I prefer fall. It, it's it just gets too hot. I, it does. It, there, uh-huh. it does get too too hot. But did I, I mention the grandparents' swimming pool? You See, said, that's I how you. That's how I you. Did, I didn't have the grandparents' swimming pool, that, so that that's wasn't, how I. Saw, uh, that's nor did I. I. You know, we don't even get summer vacation anymore. As far as you know, you get three months off from school or whatever. That's true. So well, it's no longer as much of a excitement. Yeah, you might have noticed my board. For those that don't watch, my board today says. That childhood ends when adventure starts costing money. Yeah. Like when you That's have true. to start paying for your own swimming pool mm-hmm. instead of being able to utilize your grandparents, then uh, that's when uh, adulthood begins. We are resetting the heat wave clock today, right on cue for the arrival of summer tomorrow. The first full day of summer will be Wednesday, and it's likely to be the hottest day of the week. If there is one silver lining about this week, is that we will not have the humidity that we had last week. So these high temperatures that you're seeing are more relative to what the feels like temperature will be. It won't be it won't be humidity free. That would be nearly impossible, especially, you know, in our area. But the humidity will be much lower, won't feel quite as muggy. So I think the high today between the lakes will be like 89. And then summer will begin early tomorrow morning, as Sam mentioned. First full day on Wednesday, it'll get up to about uh, 90. We'll probably see 97 or so on Wednesday. But it won't be as oppressive, which means there will be less likelihood that things will be uh, canceled just because of the oppressive feeling. So just uh, just be you know continue to check on people. The high temperature is still a high temperature. But it will be a drier heat, if you will. You know, our lowest our lowest high is eighty eight. Yeah, that that's right. Days. Yeah, that's... not until that's not until this time next week. Uh, so that's just the way. But at least they're not talking least, about the humidity. At night, it's gonna it's not gonna be eighty degrees as your low. Yeah, that uh, that has been last week. I would look over. I uh, got you know the temperature displayed on the nightstand, and and it at nine thirty at night. It would be eighty degrees. Like <laughs> eighty degrees at nine thirty. Of course, it only been dark for an hour. You know, at, yeah, yeah. at nine thirty, it's only been dark for an hour this time of year. That will start to change. Uh, well, gradually start to change on Wednesday. Uh, yeah, on um, on Wednesday. So there you go. That's what you can what you can expect this week, and maybe some rain. We need. I mean, we had always, that. Can always get one. Friday we had uh, blow through it. Big rain. I my prediction was wrong. By the way, my apologies. I said that by one o'clock you wouldn't have been able to tell that it rained Friday morning. Actually, it took until two o'clock before you yeah, could was, tell that it, 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 it started scorching. It hadn't rained. Uh, members of the House Committee investigating the Capitol riot from January sixth said yesterday they might, may subpoena former Vice President Mike Pence. And are waiting to hear from Jenny Thomas, the wife of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, about her role in the plot to the illegal plot to overturn the 2020 election. I want to see I want to see Vice President Pence testify. Like I just he he's somebody that I think the old Hamilton line is in the room where it happens. He was in the room where it happened on that that entire season and he's got an interesting position because I think he has aspirations for 2024. But with former President Trump still being hugely popular with some members of the Republican Party, he, you know, he he, I, he may just be he may have too much 
stink on him, if you will, from that whole process to be considered a legitimate candidate in 2024 for the GOP nomination. You can tell former vice president, he likes to live life on the edge. He didn't have the cap on the drink there. Oh, yeah. I mean, he could have all willy-nilly just Uh turned that. uh, That is a Diet Coke, isn't it? Yeah. Uh Could have turned the Diet Coke over. I guess gets bonus points for you. If you were doing a Shannon the Dude scorecard, you'd give him a... Oh, yeah, I got at least he See chooses it. the right software. And I'd give minus one easily. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said yesterday that she expects the U.S. economy to slow in the months ahead, but echoes something the president said last week, that a recession is not inevitable. Yellen offered a dose of optimism, even as economists grow increasingly worried about a recession fueled by skyrocketing inf- inflation. Well, now, just just consider the source. You know, she, She's part of the presidential administration, so she wants you you know, she she wants you to be confident. She doesn't want you to think that a recession is inevitable. She's also the person who said that this type of inflation couldn't have been anticipated. And on that, I think, well, you need to have your you need to have your economist card revoked if you think that it was uh, unforeseen. So there are a couple of the national uh, headlines that are happening. Much closer to home on Friday, two days of searching by multiple agencies did not result in authorities locating the remains of a Caneyville woman who's been missing for nine years. The Grayson County Sheriff's Office, multiple fire department personnel, bloodhounds, uh, probably some others involved in the search, had no luck finding the remains of a 28-year-old Melvia Rourke's during searches conducted on Thursday and Friday. The search area was concentrated about five miles northwest of Caneyville, so not identifying the specific location. So after, so just to update you on the timeline, the sheriff's office had received some information that led them to resuming the search. Uh, who after Miss Rourke's went missing nine years ago, so that means they got something solid enough that was actionable. They searched for two days. And after day one, said some discoveries were found that they felt like legitimized the reason for a search on the following day, on Friday. But then search long enough on Thursday and Friday that called off the search for now. Now, what could that, what, you know, what could that mean? There obviously were some signs that said it was worthy, worthy of, of doing. But I will tell you that this time of year, you get out into the... Brush, the more brushy areas or the more overgrown areas of of our community and even this par- portion of their thickets and trees and branches and brush and so maybe maybe later on like maybe in a few months or something that search will resume i don't know it's complete conjecture on my part but clearly there was information there that said continue your search here and then they said, well, we're going to pause the search for now. There's some reason. that I don't know the answer to that, but we'll just have to wait and see and pray that there will be a resolution or some closure in the future for those involved. A Breckenridge County man has succumbed to injuries suffered during a Friday morning accident. The Breckenridge County Sheriff's Office said that deputies responded to a single vehicle accident on 259 North, about a mile from Hardensburg. They found an 06 Chevy truck driven by 73-year-old Joseph Earl Miller of Hardensburg left the roadway uh, for unknown reasons and struck a tree. He was uh, airlifted to U of L Hospital, but was pronounced deceased there in uh, Louisville. A Grayson County High School graduate has been awarded the Ken and Nancy Robinson Scholarship, presented annually by the Grayson County Historical Society. 
Recent GCHS graduate Grace Henderson of Clarkson was selected to receive the $500 scholarship. Henderson wrote about her family's most prized heirloom, which is an old coffee pot, uh, old coffee pot fiddle fashioned out of a tin coffee pot by her great great grandfather. She's going to attend ECTC, so she wrote an essay about that, and uh, it was reviewed and considered to be the winner. She's going to attend ECTC this fall and plans to major in interdisciplinary early childhood education. So, congratulations to her. Nice, that's good. An old tin. Let me see if I got that again. I'm trying to imagine it in my in my mind. Um, tin coffee pot made into a fiddle. That's cool. Yeah, that yeah, is pretty like, cool. Like that to, is cool. Like to see that. The mayor of Louisville. Did you see the video of Greg? Uh, of uh, I saw some uh, still frames. I didn't see the video. I've seen the. I saw the video yesterday afternoon. So, Louisville Mayor Greg Fisher was at a Juneteenth event at Fourth Street on Saturday. And got laid out. Like when you see the video, the video comes from the video is from the far side, and not the comic. Hmm. The video is from the perspective is from beyond where the puncher, the assaulter, is coming from, and Mayor Fisher is standing, engaged with what I will presume is a constituent. Like he's having a conversation. And then out of the background, when you watch the video, out of the background comes this puncher. I guess he actually technically is an assailant. And he walks up and just throws a roundhouse punch. And either Fisher has cat-like quick reflexes and just knew how to suddenly just lay back. Like He, he went backward at the same rate that the punch went through. And when you see it in real time, you think, wow, he just got... He just got laid out from this punch. Now he says he's okay, uh, and I hope that and I hope that he's okay. They've got video, but not great video of the person, so they don't even know what led this person to walk up and do that. Interesting. Yeah, no, I just saw still frames. I didn't see the actual video. Listen, it's crazy in Louisville. I mean, when you look at what happened to mayoral candidate, and now what's happening to the mayor, and it's just unbelievable. Uh, and he was there at a Juneteenth event. Like he's been so, I, I don't, I don't know. Governor Bashir has issued an executive order declaring a state of emergency for a Western Kentucky town struggling with a water shortage. State officials are expected to travel to Marion to begin implementing a plan aimed at ensuring the family that families have access to water. The uh, water shortage in the Crittenden County town stems from having to drain Lake George which is their primary reservoir for the town's residents and businesses because of a levee failure. So the primary source of water, they said, hey, this is failing. It's got to be repaired. We've got to drain it. Well, what do you do in the meantime? And so that, along with uh, limited rainfall and unseasonably hot weather, has caused the water shortage to become critical. Important. Yeah. Water no shortage. Try It's a little miniature version of living in the desert of Nevada and looking at make Lake Mead continuing to go drier and drier mm. and drier. Yeah, for so sure. Going uh, to be a problem. A newly appointed medical marijuana advisory team formed by Governor Bashir is meeting for the first time. Items on the agenda for the advisory committee this afternoon include an overview of the panel's responsibilities and a discussion about when to schedule town hall meetings. I presume they're going to, they're doing their meeting by teleconference. But I think they're going to do town hall meetings across the uh, Commonwealth. So we'll see what 
what they produce out of that. This is interesting. Out of Owensboro, a Kentucky judge who was removed from office two months ago is running again. And a lawmaker says making that illegal would take a constitutional amendment. The Judicial Conduct Commission voted unanimously in April to permanently remove Davis family judge Julie Hawes Gordon for abusing her position, in particular attempting to influence criminal cases involving her adult son. The commission wrote that the impropriety was over an extended period of time and over her entire tenure as judge. However, the commission does not have the power to prevent her from running again. She was already on the ballot when she was removed. Although she lost in the primary, she has since filed to run for a second family court seat that was created by legislators earlier this year when they redid the congressional map. Then they also changed and added judgeships in various portions around the state based upon need and population. And so there is a newly created seat, and she has filed to run with it, and no one, she has filed to run for it, and no one can stop her. Hmm. The voters can. Yeah. But there's no one that says you can't seek this office. And so there's a, there's basically a loophole or a constitutional provision that doesn't prevent it, and so they just say, well, if we wanted to stop her from doing this, we would have to change Kentucky's Constitution to prevent it. Now, it would be interesting if the the voters already turned her away from the primary. She thought, well, you know, maybe I've done maybe I've done things, but you'll just have to forgive me, and maybe you'll choose to keep me in the seat I was in. But they will have to say, okay, you know, they'll... Yeah, no, uh, it's... And it's interesting. That'll be... First judgeship race that I'd probably care about, not local. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it'll be it'll just be interesting to see uh-huh. what the people of that community say. Davis and be County like, thinks. we don't we don't want you, or maybe they'll say we we think uh, you made a mistake. And, and if they and, decide to f- change that in the constitution, then maybe they can work on that whole ice cream cone in your pocket thing. <laughs> that, just clean that up all. To Walk backwards time. down a street, right? Yeah, or something. yeah it's like to take care of those uh, things. The Kentucky Supreme Court is also going to review a monument removal decision. You know, back during the time we were taking statues down for various reasons and various places, the statue of John Castleman was vandalized several times over a few years before it was removed in June of 2020 from Louisville's Cherokee Park. Uh, the interesting, uh, or I guess ironic thing about that is that the Castleman statue uh, was him on horseback, but he was not wearing a military uniform. And in fact, Castleman had had a reversal of feeling about the division between uh, the states, the basically the Civil War, that type of thing. But people, because they were just choosing, if I see a statue, I'm going to vandalize it, they vandalized it enough that they had it removed. Well, there's a case in Supreme Court now that's going to be heard that who who has the right to remove statues and for what and when and how that all takes place and did they have the right to do it. And so it will be uh, interesting to see how the state Supreme Court interprets that. Yesterday at uh, Brookline in Massachusetts, we had our, I don't know if it's just our second, but it's our first since 2013, our, our first Brit since 2013, when Justin Rose won the U.S. Open, Matt Fitzpatrick, after putting his T 
tee shot in the bunker on the 72nd hole and looked like things could get dicey. He managed to uh, rally and protect his one-shot lead and was victorious over uh, Will Zalatoris and Scotty Scheffler. Just missed it. Are we okay? Yeah. Are we okay with Brits winning the U.S. Open? Sure. So long as we can go win the British Open. Yeah. Right. That's That's, coming up here in a couple of weeks, isn't it? We can find. Yeah. So we can send somebody over there to get the Claret Jug, and then we'll just maybe Zalatoris will finally do it. Maybe he gotten second in like three straight majors. I think that's right. By the way, he is the first. He won the U.S. Amateur at Brookline in 2013, making him the only the second man to win the U.S. Amateur and U.S. Open on the same course. So congratulations to uh, to him and. the Reds got swept over the weekend by the by yeah. the Brewers. I was surprised to see them get swept. They've been they've been playing better, and then the Yankees finally lost yesterday. Go Blue Jays, right? Yes, no, not <laughs> yeah. Go home, Blue Jays. But I don't know if it's time to press the panic button on the Yankees. They lost a game. I mean, they've only won fourteen in a row at home. They've won like fifteen of sixteen. So. Eh, got to let the other team win sometimes. They're just getting ready for July. Yeah, I guess that's what it is. We Big red get, machine coming. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way here on In the Know. When Today is American Eagle Day. Not the clothier. Just to honor the actual American Eagle. We'll tell you why later. It's also Ice Cream Soda Day today. And Does a root beer float count as that or no? That's something different, isn't it? No, I think, yeah, I think it's different. And today is also World Productivity Day today. On a Monday? On a Monday, no less. World Productivity Today. And if you don't like to rock the boat, today is also Plain Yogurt Day. It's also Vanilla Milkshake Day today. So that's what you can uh, that's what you can celebrate. Had a big Father's Day weekend. Got out uh, on uh, Saturday. Spent some time doing a little bit of kitchen prep. On Saturday morning, and got out and uh, you know, mowed some grass, and just got outside and had some fresh air, and picked up some limbs, and played on rock piles and things like that. Then uh, yesterday had uh, church yesterday morning, then a gathering of uh, my sisters and and theirs, and uh, sat down with dad and had some barbecue, and just had a just had a good time. Pretty uneventful, you know. It was, mm-hmm. it was by the end, then the evening was pretty. Pretty quiet, just kind of you know laid back and didn't do didn't do a whole lot. Um, Sam, did you at least talk to your dad yesterday? I did. Um, We're celebrating next weekend. All right. Um, so because I already had a trip planned up there next weekend, and just to save the back and forths, mm-hmm. we're just going to do it next weekend. Yeah. Uh, then we can all meet up. But yeah, I talked to him yesterday. They just left uh, the antique show. Ah, they've been out antiquing. Uh huh. Yeah. I, I don't really know that they. <laughs> They more just like to walk around, and uh, they have good kettle corn there. So I'm sure Dad got a bag of kettle corn. Really? Uh-huh. Now, you got to be a real kettle uh-huh. corn connoisseur to go to an antiquing show because mm-hmm. of the kettle corn. You it, heard the kettle corn has a reputation. Oh, yeah. It's been a consistent thing Interesting. for about as long as I can remember. He, he likes their kettle corn. Okay. All right. Hey, I, just, I, yeah. I can't. In can't, fact, can't when, when we had gone to the Reds game a couple of weeks ago, the kettle corn stand was the – Place they told us they said when you see the cow corn go to the right and that's the elevator. Oh and, really? And uh, Dad had made a comment saying, "Oh, kettle corn." <laughs> so the kettle corn shows. stand is a landmark uh-huh. for it's a it's a people mover. It's a it's a wayfinder Correct. to get you and, around. And luckily with kettle corn too, it's one of those things you you could be blind and find it. True, because you yeah, can just yeah, kind of yeah, start sniffing. You just follow your smeller. Uh-huh. Sure, you get there. Yeah, uh, I did read a study that say fathers today are more engaged with their kids than ever before. 
And I think it's gone one of two ways. I think if you're, you know, dads that are present and involved, then they have figured out they need to be more engaged and, and higher. Unfortunately, not everyone, you know, has that has that same opportunity. But researchers say a shift in how fathers in the United States view their roles as parents is likely the cause of dads more routinely showing up at their children's baseball games or piano recitals or playing a more active role in the child's social and emotional development. The study indicates that this change as an attitude has led to fathers being generally being more supportive in tough times and to provide their children with more warmth and reassurance. I think we're also seeing a rise in stay-at-home dads. I think you are. I think we're, we're mm-hmm. seeing that. And, and, you know, the as the balance of... I had a I had a stay at home mom. My mom stayed at home with the kids until all the kids were in school, and then she resumed. And then she said, "Okay, well, I'm going to find something to do with my days and my time," and she she went to work. But I had the blessing of being able to have, you know, from start to finish, a, a stay at stay at home mom. As two income, as two earning. Um, family members, as that has started to, you know, it it used to be happened that it didn't happen a whole lot, and then it happened more and more and more, and then it got to the point where it was about, you know, maybe half did, half didn't, and now it's very rare for there to be moms that just stay at home, or they might stay at home for the first two to three years, then when a kid goes to, you know, and so, but as that has happened, as our work is less industrial and in ways more professional, it's given dads and less agrarian. It's given dads more control over their own schedule. And as there is more breadwinning happening among among moms, it's taken dads a little longer. But they have finally figured out, I was like, oh, wait a minute. Then this can't be just my role. My role is not just breadwinner. If I'm sharing the breadwinning, then that means I also got to share in the other stuff. And you're just seeing that th- that kind of smooth its way out. It hasn't happened perhaps as fast as it needed to, but it has happened. It, it, you know, the old the old television show was the old, well, wait till your dad gets home. You know, the mom, <laughs> she's got the kids and they're running around. She keeps <laughs> them fed and all that. Just wait till your dad comes home and your dad comes home and he basically doesn't even want to lower the newspaper to look mm-hmm. at you. You know, like that type of thing, and and so it's just a change in, it's just a change, and I and I think it's a good change. I, I mean, I, I think yeah, it's, no, without uh, a doubt, I think it's it's good. I've certainly tried to take a you know much more. Got to be present. Got to put forth. Uh, Got to put forth the effort. So that's that's good. Parents are also saying that their kids don't spend enough time outside anymore. I think that's probably universal, not just among kids. But have they been outside this week? <laughs> well, this week might not have been a very good idea. But that's what I you know, it's a sign of the apocalypse when when swimming pools close because yeah, I mean, it's if so you hot. Did, if you didn't go outside before 9 a.m., you were it's you hard, were toast. It's hard well, to get out there. nephew Caden was at camp last week. Can you oh, imagine? Oh, goodness. <laughs> I can't imagine being at camp a week like last week when it was so humid. Poor kid. A survey of 5,000 parents of children between 5 and 13 split evenly by state find that 57% worry their kids aren't as excited about playing outside as they were when they were young. In fact, parents have to tell their kids to play outside an average of four times a week. 
Parents in Alaska, Arizona, and Missouri are telling their kids to play outside most at an average of six times a week. The top reasons parents tell their children to go play outside include getting fresh air at 51%, breaking from their digital devices at 47%, and for exercise at 42%. We Where is they're annoying me and I don't want that. Well, it's all part of the same. It's all part of the same calculus. It doesn't. They're making too much be, noise. There can be a little part of that in all of those categories. It's good for the child. If there are byproducts of being good for mom or dad, then, uh-huh. then, then, then so be it. Um, that's, you know, in the summertime when the Price is Right went off and the um, soap opera came on, mm-hmm. you would see my mother. She would come into the living room and you she would press the button. This was before remotes. Mm-hmm. You would press the button on the television and that was the indication it's time to go find something to do. You don't have to, you don't have to go outside, but there's no Xbox there's no, right. you know, there's no, there are, there no are, iPads. there are no, no iPad, no, per, no personal computer, no, any of those things. So I will tell you for our youngest, she is happy doing either. Like yeah. she, she does fair balances of both. Mm-hmm. She's happy to be outside playing on a rock pile. And then when it's hot outside and she wants to watch koalas or she wants to watch, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is, then, and so I will say, I think that kids benefit by having opportunity of of doing of doing both it's good for them it's good for parents so the balance again yeah back to the balance a new survey says 55 percent of parents haven't taken their family on vacation in three years if you think it's hard to buy airline tickets now or find hotel rooms now in a post-covid world because of all the revenge travel that's going on imagine if the 55 percent of families that haven't taken a vacation in the last three years decided to get in the game that would be nearly impossible airbnb <laughs> it's because it traveling with a large group it's hard sometimes for it to feel like a vacation mm-hmm. yes it's just a different kind of work <laughs> really for some you and, need the you vacation know, from the vacation true yeah yeah it, it's um yeah it, it's hard and so it's one of the things that I've heard is the major benefit to like the cruises, because for the most part, you're it's not like you're lugging around. You know, it's mm-hmm. you you don't have to cook, you don't have to do and, anything really. And right. if you have children, there is activities, and I hate to call it childcare because it is a lot better, and we've not utilized it maybe. One or two times, yeah, a couple times, maybe. But it's like summer camp. But it's on a like cruise summer ship. camp. It's mm-hmm. fun, camp. you know. Yeah. So mom and dad can get time by the quiet pool as opposed to the screaming. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, they work really hard to try and keep mm-hmm. it keep it balanced. But it, um... I, I recommend cruises for parents with multiple children. <laughs> Yeah, because there's yes. plenty for everyone to do. Yes. There's all kinds of different activities on, on board, and you just leave the driving to someone else. And, and you know, that. for picky eaters, the food is, you know, you can. All the chicken nuggets you can imagine. Yes, exactly. Right, That's all you, you need, need in life. For the ice cream machine. Macaroni and cheese, and sometimes yeah. there's even a chocolate fountain <laughs> on there. According to TripAdvisor, uh, here are the destinations, some of which can be obtained by cruise ships. Maybe not some of your more family cruise lines, but TripAdvisor's Traveler's Choice Awards. Some of the most popular destinations are, uh, we'll go 10 to 1, the Trevi Fountain in Rome. Well, 
would like to see it before the uh, end of my days. Number nine, Garden of the Gods. That's out in Colorado Springs. Number eight, the Roman Baths. Um, that is in Bath, United Kingdom. That's not in. Okay. That's not actually in Rome. The Trevi Fountain is, as we just mentioned. Iguazu Falls. Iguazu, yeah, in South America. It's along the Argentina-Brazil border. Uh, at number six, the Plaza de España in Seville, Spain. At number five, the Gallery degli Uffizi. It's a gallery in Florence, Italy, that for lovers of Italian Renaissance art. Okay. The Sheikh Zayed Grand Mosque Center in Abu Dhabi. Okay. The Empire State Building at number three. <laughs> Is it really like that exciting? It's a building? I've been there. I didn't think it was... I, was I have no for, interest in going to the top of it. Waiting for Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan to show up at the top of it and meet see, up. Yeah, see, I have no interest in going to the top of it. I'll keep my two feet on the ground. But, I mean, we're talking about the top ten, and the Trevi Fountain in Rome is at uh-huh. ten. Uh-huh. The Empire State Building is at three. Are two and one at least better? Or is it... The Colosseum in Rome. Okay, we I'd had, like to see we that. We had plans to go to that last no, I'd like to too. see that, yeah. I just keep, you know, anytime these things come, I go, well, that trip we wanted to take mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. COVID said we couldn't take. And then number one, the Basilica de la Sagrada Familia is the Roman Catholic Church in Barcelona. Barcelona was designed by Catalan. Even with the Barcelona accent. Thank you. That's good. The architect, Antoni Gaudi, and is still under construction. Oh, yeah, I've heard of it. It's just, they just keep adding like it's not going to be ever finished. Well, I've heard Spain is fantastic. Hmm. I know my older brother did a tour of Europe and. That was one of his favorite countries. Do you want to go to Pamplona and run with the bulls? Well, no. I actually, a guy went to high school, did that, and he got really hurt. Like, he got impaled. He got gored? Uh-huh. Ugh, no good. Uh-huh. Uh, McDonald's is giving away free Sprite. If you So you can decide <laughs> if, it's true, if it truly hits different. People say that McDonald's uh-huh. soft drinks are different than others. Well, they are. And, They're better. And they are. Um, they reveal some of the secrets. Pre-chilling the syrup is part of the part of the trick, they say. But they say that the Sprite at McDonald's sounds different. Like it sounds more I refreshing. Listen. I don't listen to it. I usually just pound it. And they're going to they're gonna give it away to prove it. I don't know how you do that. You have to figure it out on your own. And then <laughs> this t- Texas couple... <laughs> you can look it up online to see the video. I don't think we. I don't think we have it. We oh, might have really it. now. We do have it. Oh you're, yeah, we you're, do. You're not. Uh... <laughs> so, <laughs> this family in Texas raised emus. All right, and they had emus. One was called Rocky, and one was called uh, Bullwinkle. <laughs> no, Cosmo and Rocky. These two emus, but two emus had a baby emu, and emus named Pebbles. Well, once Pebble was born. The two parent emus, they got aggressive in protecting the baby. And when they mow the yard, they have to use pool noodles to fight off the emus <laughs> so, they so, they, so they don't attack them. If you just That's look great. the video up line, this uh, Texas man brandishes pool noodle to fend off emu in a uh, viral like attack. Oh, yeah, it'd be, it'd be easily found. But it looks funny because they've got one. Super glued to the top of his cowboy hat, and he's carrying <laughs> one like a sword. It's uh, really funny. So you got to get creative to solve problems. Got to go to a break. We'll come back at the water cooler question. Your chance to win coming up here on In the Know. Did you know?
the average cloud weighs 1.1 million pounds. That's the average cloud. Wow. Interesting. Weighs 1.1 million pounds. I'd like to know how they put it on the scales. Mm-hmm. How my, they get it on the... presumption is, is that they measure the amount of water vapor in there. Okay. And probably know how much an average... That would probably be my assumption as to how they did it. I think that's how they did it. I mean, I took one class of meteorology in, in college, so I'm pretty much a meteorologist. You know the scales they yeah. used to have on the mill mm-hmm. where the feed trucks that delivered feed to farms? I do. Like they, the, would, they would weigh them? The weigh stations on the side of the road, too, on the interstate? <laughs> kind of like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, they would. There's so, one right there. So they would weigh the, the empty truck. Like, you go, you uh-huh. get weighed when you weighed empty. And then when you come out, they weigh you heavy, and that means that's how that's how heavy your load was. So, did they figure out a way to get a cloud on the scales at the mill and say stand still? Like, did uh, did you hold it? You know, get, if you want to hold something that you can't weigh on the scales, you get on the scales with it, and you get on the scales without it. Then you subtract the two numbers, and that tells you how much that thing weighs. So, someone held a cloud on the scales at the call, mill. Call Kevin Harnard right at, right now, our, our weight partner, and he'll, he'll be able to tell us, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would, I would or think I guess, he's was the that chief. Was Brian Good? He's the chief meteorologist. Uh-huh. If he doesn't know, then I'm going to have to rethink our entire uh-huh. partnership. Uh-huh. Here's today's water cooler question. It's your chance to win. If you've not won the last 30 days, you're 18 years of age or older, you qualify to win, and you can text your answer to 270-259-6000. Text your answer to 270-259-6000. 33% of people say they do this only when they're on vacation. 33% of people say they only do this when on vacation. 270-259-6000. Text the answer. The weekend box office. There's some people at Disney this morning scratching their noggins, going, huh, what did we do? Because Lightyear, in its opening weekend, only at number two, and only $7 million more than what Top Gun Maverick did in its fifth weekend. Jurassic World, still number one at 58, almost 59 million. Lightyear at 51 million. Maverick at 44 million, Doctor Strange at 4.2, Bob's Burgers movie scratches just over $1 million. Disney's got a problem. Disney has more than a problem with just this movie, but they're in a real pickle because they're listening to the wrong things, and that's some of what they're getting at the box office. So we'll see. Let's say it'll do. uh, It'll be it'll be interesting to see uh, if I had the time. I guess I could write it down. It'll be interesting to see how quick Lightyear ends up on Disney Plus because it's not going to go up. It's going to go down. It probably has longevity for them, but for multiple reasons. Just. Very interesting thing, though, that said, you know, Top Lightyear is my generation, would be directed towards my generation and younger. Top Gun is obviously your generation. Without it was a kind, doubt, yeah. it, it was kind of interesting. I was reading somebody put out the point saying that, you know, my generation probably isn't going to go to the movies as often as your generation would. Mm-hmm. We're, now, uh, we're now used to waiting and getting it on, on on demand. Sure. So that's probably part of the reason that it's the Lightyear is that my generation is like, oh, well, we don't have to wait until the... We don't have to go see it the opening weekend. I can wait, and I might still go see Lightyear in two or three weeks. Can you see a time when? So let me ask you this, Sam, uh, because uh, because the Pixar Toy Story franchise is of your generation, mm-hmm. would you have 
would you have rented it on demand this weekend if you could have? Depending on how much it cost, potentially. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, like $10 maybe. Maybe. I, I really don't know, though. But to um, go to the movies, you couldn't have done it for... 15, there's no what? way... Well, that's just for the ticket. Uh, but see, to get I, yourself I there and back... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good so point. that's what I'm trying to figure out, where, where that sweet spot is mm-hmm. on... If you cut out the theaters... But, but, I mean, if it's just for me, like... Because wasn't... What was the movie? Um, Vinch, you did something with Alaya that way, didn't you? Yeah, and what was, was it, 25 or $30, wasn't it? Yeah, it was going to be. I think for but, the experience, but you when could you rent consider- it for 48 hours for $29. But when you considered that how many people were watching it in your household, it was a lot cheaper to do that. But for me, being a one-person, right. I'm not going to spend $30 to rent a movie for for 48 hours. Yes, that's exactly that's yeah, exactly that's, right. That's there are very yeah. few movies, though, that I can't just wait. You well, know? By the way, all the new all Bond content is now on Prime Video. Really? Yeah, all the James Bond movies are on Amazon Prime. Like, well, all right. Uh, I'm going over the list. Let me scroll real quick here. Nope, no correct answer yet uh, on the water cooler question. 270-259-6000 is the, uh, where you text your answer. Again, 33% of people say they do. They, they only like, do this feel like I have a good when, they're, when they're on vacation. Uh, did you watch any of the U.S. Open, Sam? Uh, I know we were nah, you were passively watching it the really. other day. Did you see Grayson? You probably saw Grayson Murray on Twitter. I did this morning. So Grayson Murray took out his rough fourth round at the U.S. Open on his iron and his putter yesterday afternoon. He had one lip out, and then here it comes. Here comes the big toss. Uh, so he throws <laughs> his club into the deep rough. Now I will tell you, I have thrown a club about like that before. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. The worst part about that is eventually you have to walk over and get it. Uh-huh. Like that's the See, that's, he probably has a caddy that'd go over and get it. I or? think he ended up going to get it, but it's the walk of shame. So you throw it and it makes you feel so good. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're out there on the course by yourself, nobody sees you. Uh-huh. But I mean, now the entire gallery watches you have to walk over there and pick the club that's, that you yeah. just hurled 40 yards. And so it just... But now, this is something that I've always wanted to do. Snap it. Yeah, just... I've never snapped one like that. It is not, How hard would that be? It's not hard. Oh, okay. No, it's not. Yeah, because they're not... I mean, it, some of the clubs would be a little bit... I mean, you know, your putter is a little bit more... So you don't have to be, like, solid. No, you don't have to be but super he's probably anything. Okay. Well, it's not a driver, but, I mean, like, your driver especially would be... Because it, it's well, supposed it to have a little a lot bit, anyway. Of course, yeah. a lot of the... You know, all the drivers are graphite shafted, so... That was, a, that was an iron, actually, a steel shaft. But he triple bogeyed the seventh hole and then launched his putter, and he just wasn't having a very good uh, wasn't having a very good day. And we've all had that day on the golf course before, without a doubt. And then this is intriguing to me. The Emmys want Chris Rock and Dwayne Johnson to co-host the Emmy Awards. So, rock and rock. Mm-hmm. You would have... It's not a bad combination. Yeah, you'd have Chris Rock and The Rock hosting the Emmy Awards, and I think I'd be fine with that. Yeah. I think I'd be good, you know. Yeah, pretty cool. But, you know, Chris Rock can be the funny guy. You know, he could be the sidekick. The Rock can be, you know, the demanding Oh, it'll be weird to see The Rock without Kevin Hart. It's usually those two that go. It'll be hard to see. you got to get to a break. We'll come back. Maybe we'll have a winner on the water cooler question. Hang around. You're on In the Know. In these point to ponder for today. Would you rather smell like burnt rubber for the rest of your life? Or have the taste of burnt toast in your mouth. Oh. Taste of burnt toast in your mouth for the rest of your life. Or smell like burnt rubber. 
Now, if you eat, does it still taste like, does everything taste like burnt toast then, or can you overpower the taste? Uh, you can probably overpower the taste in the same way I would presume you would eventually go nose blind uh-huh. to smelling like burnt rubber. I mean, there, there are worse smells than burnt rubber. That's, I think I'll take burnt toast. If you Certainly if you can overpower it, because at least that would be a personal problem and where your everybody. burnt rubber problem uh-huh. becomes a problem for everybody else. Uh-huh. So you Although... Would, it would be a deterrent. Unless you wanted to, like, unless you were married to somebody who's... Uh, Nose blind? Who, well, somebody yeah. who, like, spends a, a lot of time at NASCAR tracks uh-huh. or yeah. Formula One, where they're just yeah, used to smelling burnt And rubber. that's what I'm saying. It's, that's not, like, that the worst smell in the world. NASCAR uh-huh. Yeah, a NASCAR driver could be, hey, come hey, over baby. here, honey. You uh-huh. smell like burnt rubber. <laughs> 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 uh, 3244, new eat dessert. Eat dessert was the correct answer yeah. of the water right. cooler question. Congratulations to... Thirty-two forty-four on television tonight. The NHL playoffs, Stanley Cup Game 3, Colorado at Tampa Bay. Don't forget the lyrics on Fox. Beat Shazam on Fox on the CW, something called Roswell, New Mexico. Good luck with that. Today's highlight in history, this date in 1837, Queen Victoria acceded to the British throne following the death of her uncle, King William IV. Congress approved the Great Seal of the United States featuring the emblem of the Bald Eagle this date in 1782. That's why it's Bald Eagle Day. In 1863, West Virginia became the 35th state. Mountain Mama to you. That's my mom. She's from West Virginia. West Virginia. Mountain Mama. Parkersburg, West Virginia. Parkersburg. Uh John Rahm won the U.S. Open a year ago today. Ann Murray is 77. Bob Vila is 76. Lionel Richie is 73. Ow, outrageous. John Goodman is 70. Michael Anthony from Van Halen is 68. Nicole Kidman is 55. Dan Tominski is 55. Gamba Now Forgotten Robert Trent Jones in 1906. Errol Flynn in 1909. Chet Atkins in 1924. Olympia Dukakis in 1933. John Mahoney in 1940. John Mahoney played Frazier's dad. Uh, Frazier and Miles' dad. Love him. On Frazier. Chart topping. Tossing and turning. Bobby Lewis, number one in 61. Let's go to 1970. The Jackson 5, The Love You Say. Seventy-nine. Donna Summer, number one. It's a good song. Yep. What's the dance game on Wii? It's not Dance Dance Revolution. That's uh, the Just Dance. Just Dance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good. That's a good song. Dirty Diana. Is that, is that your go-to Michael Just Dance Jackson. song? It's a good one. Uh, it's not my. I don't know if it's my go-to, but it's a good one. 1988. I don't want to see this happen now. MJ number one. It's been a while since we've done that. Yeah, it's boxed up now. Yeah. Well, I got, you get the game. I got the weed. I got it ready. Buff Daddy, Faith Evans, number one in 97. I'll be missing you. We can come in here. We can hook it up on the TV in here and stream it live. I don't think we have, I don't think, uh, we have stream. I don't think we have casting ability to this TV. Well, with a Wii, we can just, uh, I'm sure that TV has the plugins for the Wii. 
I don't know. Well, we might have gotten the model without that. Shakira. Take that one over there. I've never done that song on, on Wii. <laughs> Hips don't lie. That one, I, I don't know. That'd be a tough one. Seven years ago today, Bad Blood, T-Swizzle was number one. You're bopping your head Chart over there to it. Today. Yeah. yeah, she was she was so, nodding her head before she realized who it was. It was singing the song. <laughs> yeah. So I guess she's not completely awful. <laughs> Bob, yeah, I'm, my mind is. You mm-hmm. just caught her distracted somewhere else. <laughs> MB's Prola wisdom for today: the difference between the possible and impossible lies in a person's determination. The poss- the difference between the impossible and the possible lies in a person's determination. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for B, Jimmy MB, and now you're in the know.